food for nuts, which could be stuffed in his cheap pouches for lovely late-night snacks. Six, you say? Well, now, I don't believe it. The raccoon in the water looks terribly wobbly, but you, you look fine, just fine. In fact, in fact, you don't look a day over three. What's the difference? Today, tomorrow, someday I'll just, I'll just fade away. Forgotten forever. Forgotten? You? Never. Don't you remember what you did to that muskrat? You know, the one you caught fishing in your special place? You swam out to him, stood up in the water and made a fist. Then you growled. No, no, now that I think of it, it was more like a low rumble, followed by half a dozen smart snarls. Anyway, the poacher turned tail. Hasn't been seen since, and you never laid a paw on him. Heywood, how come you're the only one who remembers? I'm the only one who saw it, if you don't count the muskrat. The chipmunk replied, grinning from ear to ear. Just my luck. Just my luck. Well, listen. This time I'm not interested in wobbly raccoons or, or poaching muskrats. I'm interested in chickens. Chickens made Cousin Bell famous. The clan, the whole forest. Everyone still talks about her raids on Garson's henhouse. Stick out your tongue. Why? I want to see if you're coming down with chicken fever. Nightshade didn't smile. Finally, his friend understood. But, but Nightshade, you know what happened to Bill. Well, it won't happen to me. I'm almost six. Heywood didn't know what to say. He sat there with Nightshade on the bank of the creek, silently adding and subtracting his thoughts. High above them, a flock of crows started to dive. They weaved in and out among the trees, squawking as loudly as they could. Come on, we better hurry. The best stuff gets sold right away. Chapter 2. For as long as anyone could remember, the Featherington Flea Market had been held in Jacob's Meadow alongside the Upper Pond on one night each year when the moon was full and the tiger lilies were in bloom. Bainwatt Bullfrog maintained that the market was the brain bug of a local flea family, now deceased. But no one really cared how it started, particularly since Netley Mouse, with the help of his umpteen cousins, was so successful at running it. A crowd of ducks and doves, rabbits and robins, squirrels, badgers, frogs, and the other animals of the forest pressed closer together to hear Netley speak. No one could match the mouse when he was in top-squeaking form. Netley was standing on a wooden crate, wearing an oversized newspaper hat and a dirty little yellow baby's bib, which hung from his neck like a cape. Friends and neighbors! Come feast your eyes on the finest collection of junk. Um, I mean jewels, the finest jewels ever assembled under one roof. 
Here today, gone tomorrow. It's later than you think. Spend now, pay now. You can't take it with you. On and on went the mouse, so deeply moved by his own words that he never felt his hat slipping. The hat slid over his ears, balanced for a second on his whiskers, then swallowed the rest of his face. From inside the hat came a muffled stream of words that only another mouse could decipher. Someone in the crowd started to twitter. Soon everyone was cooing, croaking, quacking their delight. Netley lifted the hat and smiled. Then he bowed and flourished his long tail, whipping it so far around his body that it ended where it began. See you later, Nightshade. Haywood called over his shoulder as he scampered over to a bin filled with somewhat chipped cups, sauces, platters, and bowls. <laughs>